Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today I have quite the guest, Caroline Crawford Patterson. Hi. So we have an interesting story. How did we meet? So I got a job through a friend interning at Tahari after my freshman year of college. And I was an intern for Anisha. And Jen. And Jen. One of my BFFs to this day. Yes. You were actually Jen's intern. And then I was your, and I was mainly Jen's (laughs) intern. Yeah. You were Jen's intern and you were just helpful to everyone. And I saw then, how old were you then? I think I was 19. Oh my God. And I must have been yeah. 27. Yeah. Something crazy. Or 28. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. It feels like 
It feels like so long ago. ago. And now you're a wife. Yeah, which is wild. And you're like an expert bridal TikToker. And I'm obsessed. Thank you. With your content. Yeah. I think those days in fashion when we were working together, I remember we connected because we both came from like strict conservative families. Very much so. And even though you're not South Asian, you're Southern. And there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. So you're from Charleston. I am. What's it like growing up in Charleston? My family is fabulous, but I would say that the environment I grew up in was so conservative and so expecting of a very particular. And I think something that everyone would expect, like you go to college, you meet your husband, you get married, you have babies. I did meet my husband in college, but that it was like, I didn't want to even date anyone in college. So I actually struggled with that on the opposite end, like feeling like I could genuinely meet someone that I would be able to grow with in an environment where I was so misaligned with everyone else there. And even in terms of career, I mean, everyone does real estate and finance. And if you aren't on that career path, I don't want to say that you're not valued, but you're pretty much taught like you'll never be able to make a living off of that. Very, very familiar to me because in our culture, it's like doctor, lawyer, engineer, Mm -hmm. and we're both in creative fields. Yeah. And you had this dream to be in fashion Mm -hmm. and you actually helped me quite a bit with my line currently. You did a few sketches for me and came up with some designs together and that was awesome. And now you have your own bridal line coming up with Amazon's drop. Yeah. Which is incredible. Like I am blown away by your success, but what people don't know is you've been working at this for a A long long time. time. So how did you pursue your dream of coming to New York? Like, what did you do to get there for people listening that are young or Mm -hmm. old or whatever? How did you get here? Because at times it feels impossible. It does. This is so crazy because before you got here, I was just about to make a TikTok on this. I filmed it twice and I was like, something doesn't feel right about this. And so I was like, no, I'm just not going to talk about it right now. But you just asked the exact question. I have always felt very pulled and intuitive about certain things that I wanted out of life. And I feel like until about two years ago, it's not that I didn't think any of those things would happen for me. I just didn't understand like if they were going to happen, how they were going to happen. Like when I went to school, I did not major in art. I did not major in fashion. It wasn't even an option. I got a bank job out of school. I lived in Charlotte and I just continued to say like, I know that one day when I wake up, this is going to be my life. I'm going to be living in New York. I'm going to be working in fashion. I am going to, you know, like have a relationship that I'm really proud of. I grew up with divorced parents, like all these things. And I just didn't know like how I was going to get there. And I think that a huge thing that I can now say is that staying true to myself in every situation has been rewarding and not necessarily thinking about how is this one opportunity going to get me to my long-term goal, but taking any opportunity that feels good for you. Because for me, when I got engaged, I made one TikTok off of, I think the one that really sent me was doing my bridesmaids proposal boxes. Incredible. I didn't, I didn't even do it for anyone. I did it for myself. I've said this before. I just tend to not finish a project. So I was like, hold yourself accountable. And I couldn't tell any of my friends what were in the boxes because the gifts were for them. And I was just proud of my idea. So I filmed like a montage doing it. And it opened 
an innumerable amount of doors for me. And now I'm in this position where I'm doing this line with Amazon, which by the time this comes out, I'll probably have released the final sketches. Amazing. And I feel like the day that I got the call, I was like, we can have the meeting today. Like I've been sketching and designing since I can yeah. remember. Like I have so many archives of designs for this moment. I was like, I don't even need time. Like I can give you, I can pull 10 sketches and send them to you right now. Yeah. And I think that I'd never let myself feel bogged down by the fact that I didn't have that fashion degree that I wanted, that I didn't even have that art degree that I wanted. I just kept doing what I wanted to do in my private time. And I stayed true to myself in decisions. And I didn't let other people telling me that I, you know, it was crazy to move here or crazy to quit your job or it's crazy to like pursue something without the degree. I mean, I'm like, I hear you, but I I'm not going to let that change the dream that I have. Yeah. And you, I think, made a lot of efforts. Like, you applied to jobs. I remember mm-hmm. talking to you off and on, and yeah. you were always looking for jobs, always. looking for opportunities. Yeah. And it seems like the universe aligned with you. Yeah. And the opportunity came to you from this, it, you know, labor of love with the bridal, you yeah. know, boxes for your friends. And now, a big part of what you're saying, which you're missing, because she's mm-hmm. perfect and modest, <laughs> you are not talking about how talented you are and how incredible your taste is. Thank That's you. why I follow you. Like, Thank I you. don't follow you because I'm like, oh, Caroline, the intern yeah. from like, oh, like, let me support. Yeah. No, I follow you because I'm waiting for your next TikTok. I'm waiting to see what idea Thank you're you. going to come up with because you have exquisite taste. Thank you. You really do. Wow. So I can't Thank wait you. to see your collection on Amazon, even though it is bridal themed. I'm sure we can wear it. Yeah, wherever, it's, whenever. It's definitely, and we just had this meeting yesterday. There are a few pieces that I made sure were bridal targeted, and the majority are really friendly for wedding guests. Yeah. And that's the way I wanted it. So, yeah. And if you are interested in, you know, bachelorette party, yeah. you know, anything fashion related or just cool ideas, you come up with the best ideas you. for, you know, wedding related parties. Like, Go to Caroline's TikTok. It is insane. Like, I can watch for hours. Thank you. Which leads me to the latest wedding that just happened. Kravis. I don't even like saying Kravis. I know. It's It's like, ew. The celebrity couple name needs to have its day. Like, I thought it would be like a prettier name. Yeah. Like, Kravis doesn't sound… It doesn't sound… Elevated or Or glamorous or sexy Mm -hmm. or romantic. Yeah, exactly. No. So what are your thoughts? Because a lot of people are afraid to speak, you know, about anything these days. I don't love it. And I felt like I tried to start saying that. And it's hard to get your words together sometimes on TikTok. But I, um, a few things. One, I think a sponsored wedding, you have to tread very lightly. Anything that you do a deal with a brand you lose your own creative rights in the process. So I think that that's something where, like, to an extent, I don't even know how much I blame the taste of the individuals at the wedding. Right. Because I I actually don't know, like, how much say did you get in that choice? I think Dolce & Gabbana is very problematic. And then I think just at the baseline level for me, I just would have liked to see more silhouettes on Courtney. And I just don't know. Like, was that Dolce & Gabbana? And they wanted to, like, trademark a specific silhouette. I just saw this yes. TikTok where they literally got about $50 million in 
basically print ad out of free publicity from the Kardashians based on posts from the sponsorship of the wedding. So they're trying to rebrand. I just feel like don't use someone's wedding to token a specific one silhouette. I'm interested to see what she wears to the LA reception, though. Me too. And to me, this is my thinking. And I am very practical. I don't like to say I'm negative or cynical, but I... I have intuition. We're Virgos. So we have that. Yeah. What I think went down and all your predictions were like almost yeah, I had spot t- on. I had some good predictions. Yeah, for the Kravis wedding. I agreed. And you know, if it wasn't sponsored by Dolce Gamon, I think I might have gotten more right. Because yeah. obviously I did not get the nail on the head for the designers. Yes. Well, what I think happened is she had whatever she wanted on her own. Mm-hmm. Like the roses, the proposal. Yes. Like she had all of that was her. And she's probably going to do something that she wants behind closed doors because just a party in their house is better than what I I saw. I know. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was like somewhere deep down in 20 years from now we get some like archived photo of a completely different ceremony. I think so. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of things that are like, this is not her style, it's Travis's style. And I'm like, you know what? People's style changes. Like, don't, don't put her in that box. Like, don't tell someone that that's not their style. Right. It could be their style. I just think... For a fashion house, if you're going to sponsor a wedding, I feel like it could be slightly more intentional with, like, the different silhouettes and skill set that you're showing off throughout this entire process instead of just putting her in the same dress over and over again on the fashion house perspective. In red, black, and white. (laughs) Yeah, I just—and, like, they did Lady Kitty Spencer's wedding, and she was—there was a a clear difference. Yes, definitely. And I will say, I think what happened here in this case, the Kravis wedding, they got— too much money. They were offered yeah. an amount. Yeah. They couldn't refuse. And guess what? Money's money. I don't care how much you mm-hmm. have. You know, it's it's more money. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of just like a fun little charade for the family. I agree. And I maybe I would feel differently. Like if Vivian West would sponsor this wedding and this is what she did. Maybe she I would loves, be like Courtney loves Vivian Westwood. I know. And that's who I thought her dress would be by. And maybe I'd be like, oh, I would have a better spin on the aesthetic, the looks, I really don't know. I feel like I have a bad taste in my mouth about it being Dolce & Gabbana. That I'm like, even if I was willing to be like, oh, this is so original and I love it. I'm just like, I don't, I can't really like it because I don't like the root of the brand. And it's so weird. Even like the beef that they've had with the Kardashians. Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, they said they were trash and all of this, but, you know, to each their own. And they Mm -hmm. did that and, you know, people have mixed reactions. Yeah. But now I want to get into just people getting married. You know, yeah. this is the year of it's weddings. Year of weddings. What a time for you to, you yeah. know, kind of blow up on social media. Yeah. Like it's the year. Yeah. What do you think of bridesmaids dresses and what is your take on that? And obviously, yeah. please go to Caroline's TikTok for more on this. But like, what are your thoughts when someone calls you and they're like, I want you to be a bridesmaid. And then you're wearing like this dress from the mall and everyone is dressed the same. Like, what is your take on that? My thing from a considerate perspective, you don't have to be interested in fashion to understand or just at least make an effort to understand that the same style doesn't look good on every body type. So if you're someone that doesn't feel knowledgeable on like what makes your friends comfortable, pass the baton to them in terms of picking a style to wear, a silhouette to wear, a neckline to wear, and try not to be restricting because it's important that everyone feels comfortable. Secondly, 
try not to make everyone wear the same thing in the first place because when people spend money on this, I think it's important that someone wears something, even if they don't wear it again, that they would want to wear again. Yeah. You're in so many photos. From my experience, if these things are not important to you, think about the day of the wedding and how many photos your bridesmaids are in. And if you do not feel good, you do not look good. Absolutely. And your mood is not good. And you're grumpy and you're not smiling and you're yeah. not standing up straight. And you, who can blame them? Like, they don't like the way that they look. And as a bride, you're going to be incredibly frustrated by that. And you're going to yeah. be like, I just wish I'd let everyone wear what they wanted. So at least they looked happy yes. and whatever. And you get to use those photos and have them as memories. So it really comes down. It's so all-encompassing. Yeah. And now, like, how did you actually plan your wedding? Because it was perfection. Mm -hmm. You had so many outfit changes. Yeah. But, like, for me now, I just got engaged, mm -hmm. right? And just the Which, proposal. congratulations. Thank you so much. just happened. Thank you. Yes, three weeks ago. Uh, big news. But I was so overwhelmed with just the proposal because I'm a control freak and mm -hmm. I want things to look a certain mm -hmm. way. And I wanted a lot of things. Yeah. But thank God it's not the wedding. And, yeah. you know, we're yeah. traditional girls at heart. Like, I didn't want to really plan my entire proposal. Yeah, so it no, just, yeah. It just happened. And <laughs> I was mad later, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. But now the wedding planning. I can't even fathom, like, where to begin. Did you hire a planner? I hired, like, in between a coordinator and a planner. So she was, like, a designer coordinator. So, like, I found my vendors, and I made, like, all the design choices because I'm a Virgo and I'm very controlling. Yes. So she helped in, like, the design process. And a full-service planner, like— finds all of these things for you and just puts options in front of your faces. Okay. And that was not, like, I could not have. If I don't find it, I don't want and it. And also, like, I'm horrible. the way we are, because there's a bit of narcissism in a Virgo. No, like, yeah, I'm very, the, yeah. If you show me something, I probably already saw that and didn't want it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not going to lie. One time I listened to an episode on narcissism <laughs> and I turned it off because I was like, like, I think that's me. I was like, just just hitting too close to home. How long in advance did you start planning your wedding? Like two years. I okay. started planning my wedding before we were engaged. You and were like, even matching dates for your sister's graduation yeah, so that they would be available. You have to do it. Like you literally, you have to do what you have to do. I'm sorry, but like, I knew that we were getting married. We knew we wanted to move to New York. We'd been dating forever. We put off getting married. Like we would have put it off longer, honestly. We were like, we know we're going to get married. We just want to do it when it fits in the timeline of life for us so that we can enjoy the process. And that's what we did. So I have no regrets about how early we got married or how long we waited or any of those things. But there was a day in January, John and I used to work in the same office, John's my husband, in Charlotte. And he was like, meet me in the lobby. He was like, I just got off the phone with your mom. Like, we think that like, it would be a good idea for you to start finding wedding venues you like. And this was like six months before we got engaged. Oh my goodness. But this was like two months after we'd looked at rings. So I was like, okay. Like, and were you excited? Yeah, okay, because great. I was like looking for the, I mean, my parents helped pay for the wedding a lot. Yes. John is very involved. My mom is very involved. They talk more than I almost talk to her. Okay. So for them to be like, go full force, plan the wedding. I was like, I mean, I'd already been doing it, but now I could like talk to them about it. Yeah. But you have to start with my friend that gave me this advice. You have to start with like a, a mock list of who you want invited. 
don't start with your venue unless you're willing to be savage and cut whoever you have to cut. Yeah. The biggest obstacle with the venue is how many people it seats. So... I think that's... I'm going to be savage because at this age, right, 37, I really just want people who I really, truly love and know have my best interest and love me in return. Mm -hmm. Versus maybe in the past, I would have just had people to have people. But I think that's important. But you don't want that. Like, I was very strict about it, partially because of COVID, partially, you know, because of venue. And we still had a big wedding. But one thing I've noticed is that you can very much feel people's energy at a wedding. And their genuine energy or lack thereof shapes the experience for everyone at that event, no matter what the bride and groom do. Agreed. So you do set the tone. But, like, part of setting the tone is making sure that you have people there that are going to really show up for you and want to be there and you can feel it. Okay, now outfits, outfits, outfits. Like, tell me about each one and how this all happened. Because each one was better than the next. Like, it was like, how is this happening? Okay, you. Your taste, again, like, (laughs) phenomenal. So I... I don't know if we all remember this time during COVID where there was, like, absolutely no fashion. Yes. Yeah. Just sitting at home. Yeah. And no one was coming out with anything good. And even if they were, where would you have worn it? Right. So we get engaged. And I'm, like, planning my line sheet of budget expenses and all these things. And every time I imagine, like, that's how I do things. Like, I imagine what the aesthetic is going to be. I imagine what I feel like in a specific scenario. And then I, like, sort of back into aesthetics and wardrobe from there. But in every single one, I'm like, my head was going straight towards, like, what what was I wearing? So I'm like, why are people not talking about what you wear to certain events? Right. And then everything I saw, I'm not going to lie, it was like, this is so ugly. Yes. Like, it was so Or, bad. like, everyone else has already worn it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just, like, normal clothes. And I'm like, would be good for certain things. Yes. Everyone had already worn it. And in terms of things geared to, like, bridal, I was like, no. Yeah. So I was like, I need to, like— literally separate the different vibes that I want to achieve throughout this whole process because I haven't had anything to go to in like two years and I want to like get my my fits off yes so I started there and I was like I want one jumpsuit this is the vibe I want for the engagement photos I want two looks find the scene like get your vibe off the scene I wanted like this JFK Jackie O vibe on a sailboat like went with that and I just spent hours and hours, probably, like, months worth of hours deep diving on the internet until I had this, like, repertoire of, like, white-based things. And then I got really into, like, the couture world of very romantic pieces. And I either would splurge on that or I would find, like, a more affordable version. But even, like, yeah. my rehearsal dinner outfit was tulle and it was pink. That was, like, a research piece for me. I was, yes. like— what I was looking for was inspiration, and I found the brand Lulu, and I was like, this is very whimsical. Yeah. But I thought I was going to go with something white and long, and then I found the pink this. dress. And I was like, you just have a feeling. So you found everything on the internet. Yeah, because, because nothing was, no stores were And open. it looks like you wore couture or custom. Thank so you. it's like, I just want people to know out there, like, this is all out there if you it's dig in. There. If you dig. Yeah. If you dig. And you have to be open to, like, never, ever— Pinterest, anything you want for wedding wardrobe and put the word wedding in it. Unless it is your legit wedding dress. Yeah. Not even photos. Like, do not be like bridesmaids photos. I mean, unless you're looking at mine because I did put those keywords in there. But like, everything I found, I was like, this could not be worse. Yes. 
And then I would remove that. Like, I would go on Pinterest and type in different vibes that I liked for furniture and homes. Yes. Like, romantic Greek, you know, yeah. date. And then that outfit. Yeah. Or, like, mid-century, like, chic yes. or Hamptons-inspired living room. Right. And then I would send that to my, like, coordinator designer. Like, a picture of someone's living room. Yeah. And I would be like, this is what I want one section of the reception yeah. to look like. The poor woman. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I'm sure she was like, okay. You're like, this is a couch, Caroline. Yeah. So now your line, back to your line mm -hmm. in closing. Yes. Is it size inclusive? Yes. Because there is a lack. There is a huge lack. You know, of fashion, especially in bridal mm -hmm. for yeah. extended size. So it's like, you're doing that. Yeah, so it goes up to 3XL. And I realize now, though, that I think it could have gone up to 6XL. And I think I made a video on this where I did a live where I was like, there are so many things I'm learning throughout this process. It was like, I don't want to say the point of this, but a huge benefit to me not having like a degree in fashion and all of these things. And I was in the middle of considering like auditing classes at yes. FIT or whatever is learning the behind the scenes and like learning what you have to ask for and how you have to ask for it and what is possible even if they might say that it's not possible right. and the extended time frames of releases and production yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm learning all of these things and one thing that I've already learned that like going forward is obviously the um, extended production time to do like double inclusive sizing and what to push for so I know it goes up to 3X, and I wish it was going up to 6X. And it's something I learned, I would say, after the fact that I was able to change yeah. it. And that just comes with the territory of, like, working with such a large company. And I love your honesty. Yeah. I love that you're being honest and open. And on that note, where yeah. can people find you on TikTok? So on TikTok, I am Caroline J. Crawford. And on Instagram, I am Caroline Crawford Patterson. Um, I wish I was Caroline Crawford Patterson on TikTok, but it's one character too long. No. So they won't give me the hand. <laughs> I love it. And who would have thought, you know, years later, you yeah. would be a TikTok star. I know. And I'd be on Bravo. That's so crazy. It's crazy. Like, we used to sit there and you'd be In like, I cute. feel like I could be on a TV show. Do you remember yeah. that? You'd it's be like, wild. Oh, like, maybe like a food traveling TV show. I don't yes. know. And I would be like, I just want to design, but I go to school for econ. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. But here we are. Yeah, life is really... And you have to believe. Yeah. And you guys, I'm encouraging you to please look at her TikTok and her Instagram because... I'm obsessed with your taste. Like, Thank maybe you. plan my wedding. Yeah. Your I first would Indian gladly. wedding. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That All right. would be insane. Bye, guys. Thank, Thank you, Caroline. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.